the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there a real God and where is he when I'm really suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every day on this program. In these challenging times, we believe that God's word is the source to all our answers. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us today. But instead, he had the courage to stay up on the cross and to follow God's will for his life. Again, Paul was one of the apostles of the New Testament church. He had lots of authority. He had lots of power. But instead, he chooses to be gentle. I think of the old adage that we catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Amen? And it's true that we'll, we'll reach more people with the grace of God than we will in being dogmatic about doctrine often. I want to ask you, have you ever read someone's Facebook post or Instagram post and, and you just wanted to slap the person? Has that ever happened to you? I mean, every, every, every once in a while I read something, I go, are you serious? You're going to post that? I just want to slap the person. But it takes courage not to slap that person. It takes courage, stay with me, it takes courage to be kind when you want to be unkind. It takes courage to love when you want to be unloving. It takes courage to speak up when you'd rather be silent. And it takes courage to be gentle with people when you want to be heavy-handed with them. Number three, write this down. It takes kingdom courage to lead by your example. Anyone can sit up in an ivory tower and shout out commands to the townspeople. But it's a whole nother thing for you to come down out of your ivory tower and simply lead by your example. Don't anybody write me a letter or be offended by what I'm getting ready to say, but that's one of the reasons why we were so upset with Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom because they ordered all of us to be in lockdown while she was out at a salon and he was at that fancy restaurant eating fancy food. You don't have to clap for that. It was just in my brain to say that. Paul says, now look what he says in verse 10. He says, you guys are all witnesses. You saw this. And so did God, by the way. Of how 
holy and righteous and blameless we were when we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father. Oh, now he's talking about fatherhood. He switched. He was talking about how he was motherly. Now he's talking like he was fatherly. He says, for you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children. Verse 12, encouraging, comforting, urging. Dad, you urge your kids to live right? I hope you do. Urging them to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. But if you put all that together, what he's saying there is we didn't just preach at you. We actually lived among you. You saw with your own eyes how holy and how righteous and how blameless we were. Paul wasn't up in the ivory tower barking down orders on how to live. No, he walked among them and set the example for them. Now, you know for a fact that we could accomplish far more in this world if we had the courage to lead by our example in holiness and righteousness. This world does not need another preacher telling them how to live. I want to say that again. This world does not need another preacher telling people how to live. What this world needs are people who will show them how to live. There's always been this debate on what is a healthy church or an unhealthy church, a dysfunctional church. And, and um, you know, like, like how many of you think this is a relatively healthy church? Raise your hand if that's what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many of you think this is kind of a dysfunctional church? Raise your hand. I mean, a few of you out there. So someone came up with this list. You know if you're, you're in an, a, a dysfunctional church if uh, the ushers frisk everyone before they enter. You know you're in a dysfunctional church when the name of the church is the Wrath of God Community Church. When the music director leads the choir with a whip. Where every baptismal candidate is required to watch the movie Titanic. And where the deacon's meetings begin with these words, let's get ready to rumble. You know you're in a dysfunctional church if that's the case. I look at the church and I know it's not perfect. The church is not perfect because it's made up of imperfect people. We get lots of criticism. We get criticism from within. But we get lots of criticism from without. Because again, people like to criticize the church and bash the church and downplay the importance of church. And we do have hypocritical people here. Because again, we're made up of imperfect people. But what this world needs, yes, the gospel needs to be preached. But we also need a group of people who will simply say, hey, follow my lead. And, and, and as I am holy and as I live a righteous life and as I live as God has called me to live. This is the most powerful impact we can have in our culture. 
Because it takes courage to stand for Christ in a culture that is opposed to the church. It takes courage to defend the church when everyone's trying to bash the church. It does take courage to live a pure life when it seems like everyone is living an impure life. It takes courage not to swear and to curse when everybody else seems to be swearing and cursing. It takes courage not to go to a club when everyone else is going to a club. It takes courage to stand up for the life of the unborn where the world is telling you to sit down and to be quiet. It takes courage to stand against social and racial injustices. It takes courage to stand up for that. And it takes courage, it does, it takes courage to say no to the world and the things of the world and to say yes to the things of God. Amen? Amen. Number four, write this down. It takes kingdom courage to stand firm against Satan's schemes. I want you to know that this fall, after the summer stuff, this fall we're going to do about a six, seven, eight week series on just standing up for the things of God. I want to finish with what I believe is probably one of the key verses in this chapter that people just skip over. But for me, it's kind of the glue that brings everything together. Verse 18. So this church has a lot of questions. They're starting to doubt Paul, his integrity. They got questions about the second coming. He writes this whole letter just expressing his love that he's He's motherly and he's fatherly and he's just trying to help them and encourage them and lead by example. And even though he got ran out of town, he wants them to know that the church is still legit, the gospel is still legit, everything that he taught is still true, that Jesus is the Messiah. And then he says in verse 18, I I wanted to come to you. I, I, I didn't want to just write you a letter and send you the letter. I actually wanted to come so I could sit down with you face to face. So that you could see my heart. I wanted to come visit you. Certainly I, Paul, again and again and again and again and again. That's what I wanted, but... He says, Satan stopped it. Satan always goes against kingdom people. And Satan is going to hear me out. He's going to constantly attack you on every side. Anytime you want to be holy or godly or pure, you want to do something spiritual in your life, any decision you make that involves blessing the kingdom of God, Satan will come up against you every single time. You go back over this outline, look at your outline. I'm convinced, this is me, you don't have to agree with it, but I'm convinced that the only reason many of you are here is because you do want to please God. That's why you're here. But was it a struggle for you to get here? I bet Satan threw a thousand things in your way to keep you from coming to church. He succeeded with most people. 
you overcame and got here. I believe that, that every single person in this room, when you look at the world and you see people hurting and you see their questions, that you don't want to just throw the Bible and be heavy-handed, that there's something within you that you want to learn how to compassionately care for people to help them in their difficulties. I believe that that's what you want to do. And I also believe with all of my heart that you want to lead. Not with your words, but you want to lead by your example. But don't think for one second that those three goals are going to be easy because Satan is alive. I don't want to say alive and well. Satan is alive and not well. And he's more alive, Satan is more alive than the person sitting right next to you right now. And he's got one goal. Satan's got a goal. He wants to keep you spiritually dead in this life and destroy you eternally by keeping you from accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And there's not a day goes by in this world where we don't hear of another human tragedy, another child that has decided to live a life of rebellion, another criminal committing another crime, another marriage that disintegrates and falls apart, another Christian that's hypocritical in their faith, another leader that experiences moral failure, another person rejecting the grace of Almighty God. It happens every day. Many of you here today in the older generation remember a radio commentator by the name of Paul Harvey. You can still hear his rich voice saying, Hello America, this is Paul Harvey. Stand by for the news. He did more than share news. He provided social commentary. He was a committed Christian. And back in 1965, On April the 3rd, this is almost 60 years ago, on the radio, he did this monologue called, If I Were the Devil. And he said, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States of America. I would subvert the churches first with the wisdom of a serpent i would whisper to you as i whispered to eve do as you please and to the young i would whisper that the bible is a myth and i would convince them that what's bad is good and what's good is boring and to the old i would teach to pray after me these words our father which art in Washington. And if I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellect, but I would neglect to discipline them. Just let them run wild, and before you knew it, you'd have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. He said this 60 years ago. I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I would evict God from the courthouse. I would evict God from the schoolhouse and then from the houses of Congress. And if I were the devil, 
I would take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned and that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey, good day. No, Paul, it's not a good day. It's a sad day because Satan is real. And you need to know as you go throughout this life and trying to live for God in his kingdom that Satan's goal is to keep you from putting your faith in Jesus and then living a devoted life to him as i close i want you to write this down i want to get put two things together here for you you have to have courage to pick up a bible you're never gonna defeat satan if you don't pick up a bible you don't have if you don't have if you don't have this courage if you don't have this courage here you're not going to have the courage to go up against him you remember Jesus don't you when he was tempted in the wilderness right after he was baptized the very first thing that happened to him after he got baptized was he's tempted three times by the devil himself face to face and all three times in order to defeat satan Jesus quoted scripture you remember? You remember? Go back and look at verse 13, I mean. Verse 13. He writes, we also, oh, I love this. I, we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as word of men, but as it actually is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. You got to you got to you got to get a bible in your hand. You're trying to live your life in the kingdom of God and you don't even have a bible in your hand. Some of you need to put a bible in both hands. Amen. Now write these five words down as quickly as you can. Write them down. The thumb, the thumb. You got to read it. Well, I don't understand it. Just keep reading it. Yeah, but it's kind of boring. Just keep reading it. And then study it. Spend some, spend some time studying it. Spend some time meditating on it. Spend some time memorizing it. And what's, 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 what's that little pinky... What's that little pinky doing there? What is, what is that doing down there? What do, you, what do you write on that little word there? What's the word there? You've got to apply it. You know, when you came to church and you saw all these kids, what was going through your mind when you saw those kids? Were you happy? Oh. You know what I was thinking? 
Because that kid didn't get up on this stage by himself. No, that kid's got some parents who made sure that they want to raise that child in the training and instruction of the Lord. And so they got the the child in the car and they drove over here week after week after week because they want to get the Word of God inside each of those child's heart. And I will tell you, as cute as these kids are, and they're cute, not one of them, not one of them are going to make it in this life without the Word of God being planted in their heart. They won't make it. Why do you say that? Because of the culture in which we live. And every single thing that these kids are being taught in the school systems are designed to further destroy the makeup of the home and to keep the Word of God from their heart. And I will tell you, you parents that bring your kids and do all this stuff, you are good parents to make sure they're at church and in youth group and you're leading them by your example, not just preaching at them, but you actually live this out. And then you, like these mothers, you get down and you pray a covering over these kids. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. They're going to make it. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchored Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888 888- 818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchored Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal Anchored Journal today. If you've experienced a pregnancy or neonatal loss that has you feeling hopeless, angry, or confused, you are not alone. Losing a baby leaves behind a pain that is often hard for others to understand. That's why we want you to know about In Loving Arms. In Loving Arms is a six-week support group that helps hurting moms and dads come together to find comfort and healing. 
You'll explore tough questions and hear testimonies from those who have found healing after their loss. You'll hear from other moms and dads just like you as they share honestly and candidly about their own experience of loss. Together with others who understand exactly what you're going through, you can begin to heal and you won't be alone. To learn more, visit jakesjourney.org or simply call Shepherd Church at 818-831-9333 and we'll guide you from there. That's jakesjourney.org or call us at 818-831-9333 to learn more. I'm Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor of Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, and I'd like to invite you to our services on Easter weekend. Maybe it's been years since you've been to a church, or maybe you've never been at all. Well, this Easter would be the perfect time to experience a community of people who believe in what God can do in your life. Join us at one of our three locations, Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, Aqua Dulce, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.